0: Hello, friends. Welcome to Heidi's Colorful Colorado. I'm your host, Heidi Ginal, a wife, mom of four, CU Regent, and the founder of Camp Bow Wow and The She Factor. With a passion for keeping the spirit of our state alive and well, I started this podcast to bring the people of Colorado together to celebrate the amazing state we call home. Come along on this journey with me as I travel across our old country roads in my vintage RV, interviewing folks that embody the true spirit of the Rocky Mountains. From the Front Range to the Mile High City to the Wild West of Southern Colorado, we'll celebrate the history, beauty, and Coloradans that make this place the colorful state it is. Each week, you'll meet people trailblazing the way for an even more colorful future for us all, making a huge difference along the way. Are you ready for a Rocky Mountain ride? Let's do this, Colorado. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Heidi's Colorful Colorado. I am really excited to have Nick Muter here today. He created an incredible tool to help us navigate COVID. I'm going to let Nick in, like basically introduce himself, but I just can't say enough good things about how innovative and cool this was, Nick. And talk about entrepreneurs solving a problem. You nailed it. So Nick, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came up with this idea.
1: Uh, well, thanks. Yeah, so um, through sort of... Uh, yeah, roundabout set of circumstances, I ended up creating VaccineSpotter.org, which is a website that tries to help people find vaccine appointment uh, availability for the COVID-19 vaccine. Um, So yeah, really, this started um, back in February as a result of talking with some coworkers that were really struggling to find vaccine appointments for their their parents and loved ones at the time. And um, yeah, I was just trying to figure out a way that I could help. I'm a Software engineer. And so, um, yeah, vaccine spotter is sort of what I ended up creating that tries to go out and find vaccine appointments on pharmacy websites and sort of gather that information in a easier to find place.
0: Well, you made a lot of people's lives a lot easier. Um, you know, I know that especially my parents, when the vaccine first came out and they were trying to find it, they were trying to navigate all the different websites and mapping out where they were possibly going to be able to get one. it was it was crazy, hard. And um, what you've done is made one part of our life simpler, which I know parents, grandparents, all of us are very grateful for that because life is really complicated right now. And I know uh, you make it sound very easy. Yeah, I'm a software engineer. I just put together this app or this website, but it's so, so much harder to do than just throwing something together like that. So how difficult was it to navigate and how are you funding all of this? Are people helping pay you to do this?
1: Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely not been without its challenges to do this type of thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, like you said, it, it is challenging and that's really sort of how this came to be was the fact that, um, you know, this is really hard to, to navigate, like you said, all of the different pharmacy websites, trying to sort of figure out, you know, all the different locations to maybe try all the different, um, you know uh, addresses, stores. It's just a pretty cumbersome process to try to navigate this, and so that's essentially how this came to be: was to sort of try and make that process easier by automating a lot of that. Because you know those those type of tasks of trying a bunch of different zip codes or trying a bunch of different stores or stuff like that has been, you know, is really time consuming and hard for people to do. But that's something that you know hopefully computers are better at doing. Um, so yeah, it's definitely been sort of, it has its challenges to do this sort of thing because you know all of this is sort of unofficially scraping the pharmacy's websites or other providers' websites. Um, so that sort of is how it works is it tries to automate the process that you would have to go through as a person going to all these different websites, but just having a computer do that. But there's challenges with sort of figuring out how each pharmacy website works and integrating data and dealing with their systems blocking my type of scripts accessing their data. Um, so yeah, it's been sort of a, a whirlwind to try to keep up and try to keep things. And there's also just been changes to you know how the pharmacies operate their vaccine programs and stuff like that. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know if that sort of answers your question. But to answer another question in terms of funding, um, yeah, I mean, this has basically just been I started doing this just to try to help people. Um, I did eventually a lots of people wanted to donate like I people I think just felt compelled they really wanted to sort of help out which I really appreciated people's generosity. Um, so I did finally start sort of I sort of collected some donations I point people in the direction of some other nonprofits that I think are really good to donate to because I'm trying to keep my costs as low as possible. Um, but I am sort of accepting some donations to cover just my direct costs, um, in terms of the website and hosting that. Um, but, um, any excess stuff I get, I'm going to donate to other charities that are doing good work in the COVID world. So, um, so yeah, but it's, it's largely just sort of a, a labor of love at this point, so.
0: Well, we sure do appreciate that. You know, Colorado's filled with great entrepreneurs doing things like this and helping others. Uh, I I read in the bio that you've been in Colorado for 12 years. Where'd you come from and why did you move to Colorado?
1: Um, yeah, I'm originally from Western North Carolina. Um, so up in the mountains of North Carolina outside of Asheville. Um I went to school up in Rochester, New York, and I actually came here from Rochester. So I came here directly out of school. Um, I actually found an internship, um, a summer internship at the National Renewable Energy Lab where I still work. And uh, yeah, that has worked out really well. So I came out here for the job and it was an internship that turned into a full-time job and I just really like it there. And so, yeah, that's how I wound my way out here.
0: So Nick, what's the most Colorado thing you've done since you've been out here? Can you think of anything that kind of embodies living in Colorado?
1: Oh boy, that's, that's tough. Um, I mean, I am sort of just a nerdy person that, um, like I'm not necessarily a skier and, uh, yeah. So like when I moved to Colorado, most people were like, wait, why are you moving to Colorado? Like you don't <laughs> ski. Um, so, uh, so I am used to some of that feedback. I've, um, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I do enjoy everything that Colorado has to offer. It's, it's nice to sort of get out there and see the beautiful mountains out here and sort of everything else. Um, I don't know if there's been anything particularly Colorado that I've done. Um, I've run one marathon. That's about the extent of my like hardcore, you know, being, uh, outdoorsy. Um, But I, of course, actually trained here and then went to sea level to actually run. Uh, So that was sort of my cheating way to (laughs) to do that.
0: (laughs) Well, that's a pretty Colorado thing to do. If you've run a marathon, I think that qualifies. So we'll check that box.
1: (laughs) Thanks. (laughs)
0: Nick, you know, healthcare problems in healthcare have been a conversation that's ongoing for many, many years, right? And we're trying to tackle it, make it even better in Colorado. We've got a pretty good healthcare system here, but you came up with an idea that a lot of big companies weren't able to do in a nimble or, you know, fast, efficient way. Have you been approached about doing anything else in the healthcare segment or, you know, like solving another problem in that area? Because dang, we could sure use your smart your smart, uh, approach on that end.
1: Um, yeah, no, I don't, I, I, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's a tough one. Um, I, I have sort of been approached by some companies in the healthcare world, as well as some, you know, state, local, and federal governments that have sort of been using a lot of the data that I've been able to supply. Um, so, but a lot of that's just been collaborative. Um, so that's just sort of been trying to figure out the best way to help in the current situation. Um, my background's not in healthcare at all. So yeah, I mean, this, this I don't necessarily have a lot of expertise in that area. So um, I haven't really sort of thought to do other things with this. Um, I think this is just sort of, I happen to sort of be at the right place and sort of at the right time to sort of start some of this work and it's just sort of snowballed into what it is now. And so.
0: Well, we sure are glad you did that. And I think, you know, you work in renewable energy. That's another really important area to people of Colorado. And I think you're gonna have a lot of opportunities to do more of the work that you just did because it's fantastic. And, And that's what we need more of, right? We need more innovation. We need more folks really committed to solving some of these big problems we're facing in society and in the state of Colorado. Um, tell us a little bit more about your work at the Renewable Energy Lab and what's new there.
1: Yeah, so, um, so yeah, thank you. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think there's all sorts of people doing great work out there, whether it's, yeah, in the, the vaccine response or COVID world or renewable energy. I mean, yeah, there's just a variety of people doing sort of all different things um, that are really commendable. Um, In terms of uh, my work at the National Renewable Energy Lab, um, yeah, basically, I feel super lucky to sort of work with a great team of people there. Um, I work specifically in the transportation department. Um, So a lot of the stuff I work on there has to do with um, alternative fuels and transportation. So um, it's a lot of the data and behind the scenes stuff, um, since I am a software person, Um, but it's stuff that sort of, you know, powers and informs a lot of, uh, apps that are out there for, you know, like where you can charge your electric car. Um, so we maintain a lot of that type of data. Um, and so there's, that sort of finds its way out into, you know, a variety of apps and websites and tools out there to sort of help with that. Um. And so, so yeah, we're involved with that. And I think there's just a lot of stuff happening right now in that sphere, which is really exciting to see in terms of sort of, um, yeah, what the next, you know, next five, 10 years will look like in terms of, um, of adoption of some of these technologies and whether or not they become easier to use and um, yeah, and just more feasible for more people.
0: Hopefully, you can come up with a way to get us up skiing a lot quicker than I seventy. Maybe that could be a big, audacious, hairy goal for you to tackle.
1: <laughs> that might be slightly out of outside of my uh, scope of things I could do on my computer and keyboard. But uh, but yeah, that I, I I definitely know a lot of people would be would like that.
0: So Nick. I wonder, did you catch the entrepreneur bug by doing this? I, we, we won't tell National Renewable Lab if you, if you want to go up and start a new venture. You can do it as a side hustle, I'm sure. But um, obviously, this was a very entrepreneurial venture, and that's near and dear to my heart. I'm an entrepreneur. I've started several businesses, and just starting this podcast is a whole new adventure. Um, but did you like doing that? What did, you, what did you find challenging about starting this venture? Um.
1: I, yeah, that that's, that's a good question. I mean, uh, I would say no, I do not have the entrepreneurial bug. I think just I know myself well enough to know that I do not have that in me. Um, I, I, I mean, I like doing stuff like this. I, I like sort of exploring new things and doing stuff like this. But, um, but I think uh, if if, if the pressure were actually on me to like actually do something for business and not just for, you know, sort of this, which is sort of just to help people. And, you know, there's, there's no, like, I don't know, there's no business model behind this. There's none of that. And, um, and I'm good with that sort of thing, but, um, Yeah, I I think I just sort of know myself well enough to know that I would not do well if I was actually trying to do something like truly entrepreneurial for like business purposes, because I do not have any business like uh, capabilities at all. I just sort of like doing things that are interesting and fun. um, And this seems to have been useful, which is nice. Um, so unless I sort of stumble my way into something like this, uh, yeah, no, I don't think I, this is necessarily something that I, I really target.
0: All right, well, I'll remind you of that after you start a couple new ventures or solve some bigger problems (laughs) and we're applauding you again, but I see, I, I started out just trying to find, figure out a different way to board my dogs and that was the birth of Camp Bow Wow. So you never know, never say never.
1: True. Yeah. I mean, it is sort of, yeah. I mean, a lot of things, a lot of times things are like this. So just sort of you start something and it just sort of winds its way into something bigger. But um, right now I don't have any plans for this to become any bigger. Like my real goal for this type of website is that it will cease to exist because then that will mean that, you know, hopefully we're all vaccinated or vaccines are easier to come by, which we're already seeing that vaccines and appointments are easier to come by. So um, so yeah, I mean, if this website can sort of, um, reach its end of life, I think that will be a very good thing. Um, um, just because then that means it's not useful anymore. And then that means hopefully there are other issues that we're dealing with. So. All
0: right. Well, that makes sense. I appreciate that. So let's wrap it up by asking you, when you talk to your friends that are outside of Colorado, you've been here 12 years, you've gotten a good taste of what it's like here. How do you explain the spirit of Colorado, or kind of what the the essence of Colorado is?
1: Um. Yeah, that's a good question. I think. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just sort of. I, I've just really liked it. I mean, I don't know if I have any like profound uh, summarization of Colorado, but I've just really enjoyed my time here. I mean, I. People I've met have been really kind and nice. I just sort of enjoy everything that there is about he- out here in Colorado. Um, and yeah, I mean, I-, I think, I don't know. Also, personally, I don't know. I-, I feel like I'm not the only one that has this association. But I, when I thought I was moving to Denver, like I just pictured I would be in the heart of the Rocky Mountains covered in snow all the time. <laughs> Um, I feel like Denver has that like very good advertising campaign that that's what you think you're going to get coming in and maybe I was just misinformed, but, uh, I feel like I've talked with other people that have that similar association. So it was also just like, I feel like that's also sort of a nice, uh, secret to some degree. It's just like how nice it is out here pretty much all year round. So, yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah, we won't tell more people. (laughs) (laughs) Being in the transportation segment, you could appreciate. Our roads are pretty full right now. But Well, thank you, Nick. Thank you so much for being with us today. And we applaud you for creating such an incredible tool that's been so valuable to so many people. And we hope you will keep solving big problems like this as a side hustle, because I think there's a lot of them out there uh, that we have to tackle. But um, thank you again, and I look forward to meeting you live someday.
1: Yeah, well, thanks so much for having me. It was really nice chatting.
0: Thank you for joining us today on Heidi's Colorful Colorado. If you enjoyed this conversation, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And definitely follow me on Instagram to keep up with my latest adventures. In the meantime, happy trails from me, Heidi Ganahl.